Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Hope you're having a good day. It's Friday. We're just approaching the weekend and I'm just going to give you my uh, Money Tips uh, roundup of the week's news and uh, just to sort of round things up and as, as we lead into the weekend and give you a sort of a summary of what's been going on in, in the news. Uh, well, obviously this week in the UK, it's it's election news and we're hearing all the promises of parties uh, saying, you know, they're going to give this, they're going to spend that. One party now is even offering, they said they'll nationalise the uh, broadband and telephone company and give everyone free broad broadband. Well, I say free because it has to be paid for somewhere or somehow. And it's the taxpayers that that will usually pay for this in one way or another. OK, they might say, well, we're going to get the money from Amazon or we're going to get it from the big companies or the very rich. But, you know, it filters down. If you tax companies and give them, you know, charge them higher corporation tax, they will have less profits. They're going to have to pass those costs on to the consumer. Uh, so it, it's, you know, I, I don't believe in this word free because it, it's got to be paid for somehow. It's not really free. It's just a, another way of, of taxing or moving the tax from one place to to another so that's been uh, you know th there's other news this week about how much the governments are, are going to spend one another proposal is to allow employees to take time off from their main job paid leave and then go and study for things that are not related to that job so you could study you're, you're working as an accountant but you could go and study law and the, this this proposal is that you know, if they win power, they'll give everyone the the right to to go and study uh, at 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 their employer's expense for for a different career. Now, as a you know, as an employer, somebody's employed a lot of people in the past. That 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 sort of scares me because, particularly with small to medium sized businesses, they're already struggling to cope with all of the regulation and EU stuff and bloody GP, GDPR. I mean, what the hell use has GDPR been to anybody? Every time I go on a website now, I have to tick about three boxes before I can even move on and say okay to this and okay to that. You know, we had consumer uh, uh, consumer laws and we had uh, data protection laws for, for years and it, it seemed to work quite well. There was no major problems. So I, I don't know why the EU imposed this GDPR. Is that, that's what I believe it, it is. It's an EU proposal anyway as a small business i i've seen so many changes uh, come over the last 30 years and every time a change comes every time you have to comply with some new rules and new, new regulation it costs money i'm sure gdpr cost millions and millions and maybe billions to implement uh, because of all the changes they had to make changes to websites changes to to emails, you know, all these things that have to be looked into. It's not, it's not a just copy and paste job. Companies have to spend a lot of money and allocate people just to deal with GDPR. So uh, as a small business, that, that kind of thing scares me because I think, well, you know, we've already had to cope with all these changes. Now they're going to bring in a change, allowing people to just go off and study so, uh, for, for something that is not even going to benefit them as an employer. At the moment, employers will give paid leave to, to employees who want to uh, take a course that will help that employer. And what's wrong with that? You know, there's, there's no problem with that. Uh, so anyway, that, that was one of the news. And, and what I've said there is that, you know, you, you should invest in yourself, basically. And 
invest in your own training and always be trying to improve yourself because that's the only way you'll get on and successful people do that they they, they will always keep up to date with things and they, they will invest in themselves and then then we talked about investing in things that you understand rather than following the herd now it's easy to jump into fads isn't it and you think well okay let's go into bitcoin or let, let's invest in the u.s market let's invest in china let's invest in the far east and just jump into it because everybody's doing it or because uh, it's it's the latest trend, like buy gold, sell gold, buy silver, buy precious metals, bitcoins, uh, you know, blockchain stuff. But I, I would say, and I get asked, is, is it a good idea to go into property? Is it a good idea to go into shares or the stock market or Forex? And I say, invest in things that you understand. Invest in things that you, you know about. Don't just rely on somebody else's words to say, you know, give it to a fund manager, for instance, you should understand what you're investing in. And that means investing, first of all, in yourself and in your own education so that you can understand these things. So if you want to get into Forex or become a day trader, then take a course on that and learn how to do it. Don't just uh, try and, you know, just have a go and jump in and, and say, let's try this. Similarly, if you want to buy property, you should learn how to do that from experts and take courses so that you, you know what you're doing rather than just going out and buying the first property you see and putting all your savings into into that. And, and, and it might be, not be the right property. It might not be a very good property for rental or you might be buying it to flip in the wrong place and, and it doesn't flip and it doesn't make you a profit or you you haven't done your numbers correctly because you don't know how or you've underestimated the time it would take, the money it will cost to refurbish a property. And this is where you need the, the right education, the right knowledge, and people around you that, that know what they're talking about, not the guy down the pub who says, oh, it's easy, and you know, just get a builder in and do this and that, and then you can sell it on for a profit. Because many people get caught out like this. And you also need to know about the, the change in legislation, the tax legislation, uh, how to buy a property. Should you buy it in your own name? Should you buy it in a company name? What's the tax differences? Uh, you should know about tenants and tenants fees act and all these things and the health and safety rules when you're letting a property so just just make sure you, you really un if you're interested in property then just contact me i'll put you on a free uh, property discovery day where you can learn a bit more about it and uh, th that's absolutely free go along spend a day learn about it see if it's for you if it's for you then you can go into things deeper uh, from there but definitely do something similarly if you want to do shares just, just just find a course on shares you can do a lot of things online with that uh, and and it, all these things are good are, are good investments if you know what you're doing and finally take take financial advice because I'm not your financial advisor so I also said this week that we have more free time than ever so why does it seem like we're always so busy when we've really got more time than ever uh, on our hands we've got a lot of leisure time and a lot of people will waste that time watching you know 24 30 hours a week of television or similar amounts of time on social media when in that time you could easily build a business on the side you could easily learn a new skill you could probably take a degree would, would you could do a degree part-time at home uh, or or an evening classes easily with 25 to 30 hours a week we also talked this week about the the british job facts and and how what type of jobs most British people are doing and the the answer to that is that most people are going into the most people are working now in the service sector and 
that that's the the way the economy has gone in in the UK. A lot of people are self-employed. Over five million people are self-employed, and over a million people are on. They're sort of semi self-employed because they're on zero hour contracts. So they haven't really got a secure job. And that, that is a concern for people. And, you know, what, what I can see at the moment is a lot of people are in jobs where they're getting little or no pension benefit because if they're on zero hour contract, they may not even be in a pension. If they're self-employed, they may not have a pension. And if they're even if they're in a job where there's no real pension scheme, they're in what's called a work based pension scheme. Now, I, I, I've written a book on this. I've written a book called Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. I, I worked for 25 years in financial services for banks uh, and insurance companies and for, my, for myself with my own business. So I know that people very much underfund their pension. It's probably only the top earners who have a lot of spare cash that really maximum fund their pension. Most people don't put anything like the maximum that they could into their pension scheme. I mean, the benefits are that it, you get tax benefit for putting your money in the pension scheme. It, it grows in a tax efficient environment and, you know, it, it's it's a good way of saving. But you need to take financial advice on to, as to which type of pension is right for you. But certainly I found that people are not putting enough in and there's going to be a problem in the next few years. It's already starting to happen where people will will be unable to retire because they haven't got enough money to do so. And they'll be they'll be the ones pushing those big line of trolleys around the supermarket. The old guy sitting, you know, pushing that trolley. He's 80 years old, but he still manages to push 50 trolleys. I don't know how he does it. And that's what, you know, I don't want to be like that. And I'm sure you don't either. So if you're not in a, a company, a good company scheme, and the only type of good company scheme really is if you're working in a government job, because they're the only uh, employees now that are virtually the only employees that have a decent final salary pension scheme. So if you have been in a final salary pension scheme, like you've worked for the civil service, uh, the British Telecom, post office, uh, local authority, teacher, nurses, doctors, police, you will have a, a good pension, hopefully. And But for the, for the rest of us, and especially the self-employed, uh, they're not really putting enough aside. So another way to combat that is to, to, if you're not able to do that, is to invest or start a business or buy properties. That's That's another way of of boosting your your retirement fund then we talked about protecting your credit rating this is really basic stuff if you, if you want to get a mortgage in the future or you want to rent a property or you want to get a mobile phone contract you need to have a good credit history a good credit rating as well a credit rating is slightly different this is a a figure that you can you, you can get for your credit rating from naught to a thousand and I think the maximum is 999. And you can see what your rating is based on. Are you on the voters list? On are you? Uh, do you have any existing credit? Do you pay things on time? Uh, all these sorts of things. Uh, and that that will give you a credit rating. But a lot of lenders and 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 people that want to give you something like a, a mobile phone contract, which is a form of credit, really, uh, they will look at your credit scoring system they'll look at your credit history and your credit file so you you can find out more about your credit file by just googling it find my credit file like my credit file or go direct to experian or to uh, equifax and you can request a copy of your credit file and you, you'll normally be quite amazed at what is on there because everything is there like every credit card you've got 
the balance even, and then they'll be recording whether or not you pay on time. Are you a late payer? Are you, have you missed payments? Because if you're not paying on time, it will show as a number on, on your credit file, your credit history. So if you can't pay you know, a £50 bill on time, why would someone give you a mortgage and where you might have to pay a £500 a month bill and, and you know, they're not going to give it to you. If you've missed payments, you're going to find it difficult to get a mortgage, maybe even difficult to rent a flat or rent a property now or even a room because a lot of the landlords want uh, a credit check done for people. So what I'm saying is protect your credit rating at all costs because you can't really go very far in, in, in this world now without a good credit rating. In the past, you could probably get away with cash um, and all these sort of things. But I think nowadays you've got to have a good credit rating in order to not just to go and borrow money. You might say, well, I don't want to borrow money. What do I need a credit score for? Well, you might want to borrow money and even getting a mobile phone contract is a form of borrowing. Uh, just, you know, you need a credit card nowadays. It's very hard to, to get by without a credit card. I know a guy who, who lives in the Philippines. He said, I don't want any credit cards. I don't want any bank accounts. I just live for today and I don't want any hassles. But, you know, when he comes to, when he wants to book a flight, he has to ask around for people. Can, can, I, can you book the flight for me? Because you can't just go around with a bag of cash everywhere. So I, I think, you know, you must, the credit history now and the credit file and your, your credit score is very, very important. So protect it. So pay things on time. Don't overextend yourself. And when I say pay things on time, you've got to get it there before the due date. It, the money shouldn't be arriving three or four days after the due date. If your credit card bill is due on the 30th of the month, it's no good rocking up to the bank on the 30th of the month. And say, oh, I'm paying it today. I'm paid on time. No, because it takes a few days for it to reach the credit card company. And in that time, they're going to report you as a late payer. And it's, it's virtually a missed payment. Really, You've missed the payment. You've missed it. Like you've missed the appointment. You can't say, well, I'm a five minutes late. No, you've missed it. So make sure you pay on time and always open those letters. If you're getting chased for money, never ignore it. Don't bury your head in the sand. Always open those letters and deal with it. Because if you get, if you go to court, if they have to take you to court for, for non-payment and you get a county court judgment or short for CCJ, then that will stay on your credit file for six years. It's like... You know, you'd get less for, for manslaughter. Six years, you know, you'd, you could stab somebody and you'd probably just get community service nowadays. But that, that credit, you've, you've missed a gas bill and for £50 they take it to court. It stays on your credit file for six years and that means you're going to find it difficult to get credit. The other thing that can happen with, with credit card companies, if you don't pay your bills, they can issue what's called a default notice without even going to court. They can press a button. That stays on your credit file for six years. Same thing with car loans. If your car gets repossessed and they issue a default notice for the lease, that, that will stay on your file for six years. So just be careful. It's easy to get credit. You could say that you see these job, uh, these adverts, don't you? Easy credit, fast credit, but I would call it fast debt. And once you're in debt, you know, that that's very difficult to pay off. And I've said this before, that you shouldn't really be borrowing too much money to buy consumer goods that go down in value borrow money to buy assets that will go up in value and give you an income. And that's what I've written about in, in, in my book and in, in my various blogs, that if you buy assets that give you an income, like a property, like a share that gives you a dividend, a good share, over the years that will pay itself back many times over. But if you go out and buy a flashy new car, 
the chances are that as soon as you're driving it down the road, it's worth 20% less day one, and it's it's going down in value, but you'll keep you have to keep making those payments all you know at, at quite high interest rates. Warren Buffett, the famous investor, said that borrowing money at 16 to 18 percent, which is what credit cards cost, to buy consumer goods is dumb. It's dumb borrowing. So just just think about that. That's why he owns credit card companies because he makes money from people who he calls dumb to, to borrowing money on on their credit cards uh, to buy big screen TVs and uh, even things like holidays and thing, all these sorts of things that uh, quickly disappear. Uh, but I, I believe in borrowing money to, to, to invest in a business or to invest in property, but I don't believe in borrowing money to buy consumer goods or, or fancy cars. I've had fancy cars on leases before, but you know now it's not it's not for me. So 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 there you go. Um, I ask in in my blogs every week. Can can you afford to retire? And and it's an important question because if you can't, these are things you need to ask yourself. Can you afford to retire? What what are you saving for for retirement? How much have you saved for retirement? Can you can you get there? How you know these are critical questions you need to ask yourself because you know if you if you can't retire you'll you'll just have to work until you you drop on the on the job as it were so th these are important questions think about it think about how much you're saving you should be saving a, a, a 15 to 20 percent of your salary towards towards short and long-term savings and if you're not doing that then you're going to be like these people that work all their lives and then say well where did all the money go i, I don't know where did it go is it up there is it there did i drink it all no you just didn't manage it so, so there you go. Uh, this is Charles Kelly, bringing your money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Have a good weekend and manage your money. Remember the, the three R's of, of money management that I wrote about in this and, and try and look after your money and it will look after you. So thanks very much for listening and bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook Live. I appreciate that. Appreciate any comments you make or any anything you want to suggest. And I, I will see you again next week. Thanks very much and bye for now.